All right, welcome to episode two of the Geeksters, and uh, I'm with your host Ed and Sean. And uh, today we have a very special guest with us, a, a local film actor and all-around good guy I've known for over 24 years, my good friend Dave. Say hi, Dave. Hey, everybody. So uh, now that we finally got you here, because we've been wanting to get you on our podcast for <laughs> so long since we've been starting this. We've been wanting to get you on. We're only two in. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been talking about this for months, and we figured the perfect guest, the first perfect first guest of the show would be Dave. I mean, <laughs> you know, just some of his ideas and the things he does, the movies he's uh, made in the, in the past. It's just good talk, and uh, so we figured we want to... Saying so, welcome to our show. Well, thank you. And uh, so uh, let's uh, let's start with some question and answers. You got any good questions you want to start off with? Or? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. I got gazillions. I know exactly how to handle this one. Okay, go ahead. All right. So let's start off with uh, what do you normally do during your day? Okay. Well, without naming where I work, even though probably people most that know me will know this, I do autopsies. All right. Now, you also, as Ed mentioned, do movies. Yes. Uh, name some of the movies you've been in. Well, my first movie was Suburban Sasquatch, and uh, I've been in over 30 movies since then. I've been acting since 2002. Um, my most recent movies have been Abduction, Ant Farm Dick Hall, and Dead Collections, and they're all available on DVD right now. And where would you get them at? Uh, Abduction... And uh, Ant Farm Dick Hole you can get from Amazon, and you can get Dead Collections from uh, Dead Collections' Facebook page. There's a link. Okay. Right, cool. 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 Now, um, I'm going to start off with a, one of your films that uh, always kind of sticks out in my mind because you were like the main star of it, and that was uh, Zombies by Design by Trouble Move Films. That was a fun one. Yes. And uh, I think it was probably well. I don't think it was one of your. It's one of your best, but it's not uh, the best. I think your small role in your first film, uh, Sir Bram Sasquatch, me being Jackson. I mean, that was the most natural, uh, being kind of like a what's the word for it? Dick uh, land developer kind of thing. It was right. You know, the type of thing. I thought that was really because you made it real believable, especially the the uh, other actor you were going against uh, during the. Uh, <laughs> Conversation. You made it real believable. The, the dick mode. <laughs> no one plays dick like you. <laughs> yeah, Bill played uh, the main character in uh, Suburban Sasquatch, and he was like a reporter, right, for that yes. film? Okay. Yes, and okay. He, he falls for the uh, Sasquatch hunter. Okay, Talia. and she Talia, and she was like a an Indian uh, warrior, right? Like a female Indian warrior that was. Uh, set out to kill the Sasquatch. Was that the uh, premise of it? Yes, okay. and uh, there were no more males in the bloodline, so it was left to her. Okay. To go after the Sasquatch. Okay, and and why was the Sasquatch attacking people? Well, um, you know, the the movie leads you to believe that the Sasquatch is uh, going after the the sheriff, mm -hmm. um, played by uh, David Bonavita. Okay. I hope I pronounced his name right. And um, because the Sasquatch appeared in his previous town and abducted his wife. Okay. Uh, however, uh, if you follow it a little bit more closely, uh, Mike, Mike... Don't oh, give any spoilers. You want to make sure you go out and buy it. No, no. No spoilers. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a real estate guy. Yes. And if, if you really follow the movie, you'll see that 
the Sasquatch appears in this town because I'm taking away so much forest land for my development. Okay. Okay. So it's more like your anti, uh, your environmental film, Save the Trees? It, that that could be a <laughs> subtle message, but it, the movie was made all in fun, tongue-in-cheek. Well, okay, I, I have a question. Like, How did you stumble across becoming, have you always wanted to be an actor, or was it something you just fell into? Um, well, the I don't know if you all remember the TV show Hack with David Morris and Andre Brower. Yes. Uh, they were filming... Uh, a Thanksgiving episode and they needed to come to my work and they needed to see what it looked like so they could recreate it on a set. And I told my wife that, hey, I'm going to talk with these people and see if I can get on the show. And she basically laughed at me. (laughs) So um, we cleaned the place up. They came in. And when I came to work the next day, they already came and left. I missed them. Oh. So I looked up everything I could find on Hack. I found about seven different emails, emailed every any person I could find that was related to Hack, from uh, film.org to the Hack producers, CBS. I, I contacted them all. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of weeks went by, and I, I'm, I'm at work again. My wife calls me up, and she's like, you're not going to believe this, but I just got off the phone with one of the producers of Hack, and they need to know your clothes size. They want you on the Thanksgiving episode. Cool. So I got to I got to play a um, medical examiner assistant. Cool. Very cool. Okay. And then after that, because the heck was that was the TV show with the guy who was a taxi cab driver. Yes, he okay. was a cop. Uh, he was a cop that got busted for stealing. Okay. Um, his partner was stealing too, but, but he's, he, the he, he's the one that got caught. And the payback society, he goes around helping people. Okay, and you were on a few episodes of Hack, not just that one. That, yes. That was your first, but there was a few more, right? After yes, I, w- I was called on stage five times. Wow, five. Okay. I was in four episodes. My car was in one. <laughs> uh, they, they decided to use my car and not me. Um, <laughs> now, which car was that? My Ford Tempo. Oh, so yeah. the Ford oh, Tempo is yeah. now immortalized. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It only had two seasons, and um, three... Three of the times I was on the show, I was in death-related scenes. So they they always kept in mind what I do in reality, and uh, that was kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. That is nice. That is cool. So now the other, like, okay, after Hack is done and over with, like, mm-hmm. I, it's, all the movies that you've been in haven't really been, like, on the silver screen, but they've been more, like, direct-to-video releases. Exactly. So the people, how did you integrate yourself with that kind of a society? Because a lot of people out there think, well, I can do this. I can become an actor. I just don't know how to do it. Right. Like, was it just more of a, like, the day people from Hack introduced you to other people? Or did you just continue to search out other people in the community that produce films? Um, to answer your question, it's a little bit of both of what you just said. Um, when, you, when you're a background actor which is basically what i was for hack and basically a background actor is somebody that's in a movie but they don't have any lines to say you could be close to the camera far away it doesn't really matter if Mm -hmm. if you don't say anything you're background right so that's basically what i was and um they film and they look at the background actors as the bottom of the barrel and (laughs) it's hurry up and wait all day right and if if you're there for a half an hour shoot you're probably in the studio for an eight-hour day. Wow. So you're in what's called the holding room, which is basically a cold, damp uh, 
hallway with tables <laughs> and it's it's boring as hell but you make a lot of friends who've been doing it for years and uh when word went around that hack was going off the air i said geez you know this is this was like the coolest hobby i've ever had i'm upset mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know i don't know what to do and they said well you know now that you have background under your belt you could probably go for movie uh movie rolls with lines and i'm like really i'm like you know I, i'm not even eligible for the screen actors guild and they said well that's the beauty of it you don't go for you know last airbender you go for low budget indie films so um after they explained independent films to me um and they they told me you know what to look for online mm -hmm. um then i started doing searching okay and um for people in the Philadelphia area, if you are interested in getting into acting, there's a great website called uh, film.org. And a lot of the local people will post in the Philadelphia area uh, if they want uh, volunteers for cast or crew. Um, also, uh, like when when I was out of doing hack anymore, I, uh, I Googled every, I was Googling Philadelphia casting Philadelphia uh, horror movies. I was Googling everything I possibly could. Right. And um, I found uh, that Craigslist has has uh, postings up. Okay. Me besides hookers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're lucky, you can find both in one. Nice. So, um, Actress that's a hooker. <laughs> if you go to Craigslist, just, you know, go to your city and town, and uh, there's... Uh, Two parts. There's one under uh, TV, film, and radio, and just go under the gigs. Mm -hmm. Or you can go under talent. Okay. And uh, both you could find people looking for voiceover work, extra work, actors, okay. what what have you. And uh, between Google, film.org, and Craigslist, um, that's basically how I've been getting my roles all these years. Oh, great. Okay. 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 Now, what was your what was your first role? Was it was it uh, Suburban Sasquatch? Suburban Sasquatch by Troubled Moon Films. Now, how did you get that part? Like, how did you, did you see that on Craigslist and and contact it? You oh, know, yeah. I believe it was Craigslist, but it's been so long now. I don't remember if that's where I saw the casting post. I think it was Craigslist. Um, the the director Dave Wiscovich, um, he. Uh, put out a, a general listing that he was putting together a Bigfoot movie. Okay. And uh, I sent him a letter of interest, and my little tiny acting resume only had uh, background work for Hack. So he's like, well, gee, I never never heard of you. You know, I don't know you. Um, let's meet up, and you can read some lines from the script. Okay. So we we uh, drove out, met outside of a restaurant. I read some lines to him, and I got the little part. I'm only in the movie maybe two, three minutes. Right. But uh, got my foot in the door in speaking yeah, roles. I'm not saying I mean, that. I think that scene, though, was critical for the whole movie because that really does the whole setup of why this is all happening. So it's like, you know, I mean, it's only two minutes for you, but for that movie, that's like if you edit that out, then it's like doesn't make any sense at all. Oh, type of thing thank so. you plus it was fun uh bashing bill's character telling him to get a life and to get some skills <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, after that uh what would you remember what your second film was sure my my second film was uh, uh internet fear okay that was by uh, regal studios okay and then my third film was the evils right okay and that was a fantastic film and unfortunately uh 
they've ran into a lot of legal problems. Uh, you you could still uh, Google the the movie and see the trailer. Mm-hmm. The website's still up, uh, but uh, they can't they can't distribute it right now yeah. and they've been it's been over six seven years now well yeah and uh they they still haven't come to uh any closure to that and they, it's still in limbo so if it wasn't for the premiere i would have never seen that movie <laughs> <laughs> so out of all the stuff you've done what would you say is your most memorable experience in front of the camera oh geez my my most memorable experience the, the one that you pull out like you know let's say you're all talking and stuff and the one you pull out to kind of impress people going oh my god this is the best story ever okay well i think the one that i i'm, I'm most proud of to to say that i was a part of mm-hmm. would be abduction yes even though i have a small role again yes um it's it's a very film noir type of movie. It, mm-hmm. It's it's uh, definitely not for the kids. Right. <laughs> um, very adult oriented theme, um, but it it feels like something that was a million dollars. You know, mm-hmm. it it has a lot of staff. It has good lighting, good camera work. It's an HD. There's twists in the movie, mm-hmm. and. I don't know why, but people keep telling me that I played retarded Charlie just so well. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't even feel like I was acting for that role. <laughs> um, now, as far as my my favorite role, and uh, I, I apologize to Troubled Moon Films because it's not one of my favorite movies of theirs, but um, my favorite role was as Ox in Infinity's Lock. Oh, okay. You can see that. That's, this is one of my personal favorite roles of yours because it, knowing you and how, how you are as a person, you know, kind of thing, you're very uh, uh, mild-mannered, gentle type of person, and you play this Marine, Ox, and you don't see Dave Sipon. You see Ox in this film, and it's just like – it's a total transformation of who you are because, you know, you're, you're, you're a funny guy. You're very, you know, uh, charismatic kind of guy. And he's not saying he, that the character's not, but it's a total departure of who you actually are in that role. So it's like, it was just kind of like mind blowing. Cause I was like, wait, that's sip on <laughs> that's Dave. <laughs> like, like that's unbelievable. That's right, kind of like right. the, the, uh, you know, I mean, this could be a, a stretch for the, for the comparison, but it's like the Heath Ledger Joker, where you don't really see Heath Ledger, you see the Joker. Right. You know? Yeah, that is a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I admit I'm a I'm a little clumsy and nerdy in real life. And um that role meant a lot to me and uh, Dave Wiscovich, who obviously casted me for that film, he even had second thoughts about me being in that movie as a soldier. Okay. And uh he, he actually, you know, even though I've been in Zombies by Design and Suburban Sasquatch, uh, he made me try out for that role. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. He didn't just... So it wasn't a slam dunk for you. It wasn't actually. a slam dunk for me. It wasn't like, oh, you've done movies for me before. He made me come to his house. And do the lines and stuff. Yeah. Okay. He, he gave me pointers and he told me how I should stand and how I should fold my arms. And I'm like, what do you mean? I can't rest my hands on my hips like I always do. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, um, it was just it, it. And doing the film, it reminded me reminded me of my old Boy Scout games playing Capture the Flag. I mean, we're we're running around in this forest, which is private property of this wonderful woman who let us film the movie there, and uh, we're wearing uh, cam cameo and 
camouflage. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's cameo clothes. <laughs> cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Ca- camouflage. I apologize. Word up. Yeah. As you can see, I'm not a soldier in real life. And, um,. We're running around with these fake machine guns, and uh, we're we're really trying to portray uh, uh, soldiers. Mm-hmm. And um, we've all worked together before to some capacity. The main the main cast, and uh, so we were comfortable with each other. Right. And some of the scenes I think are beautifully done, mm-hmm. and actually are great. Yeah. But and I and don't get me wrong, I love Troubled Moon films, but. Uh, it's not one of my favorite films as a whole. Okay. But there are some scenes that I'm just in love with. Yeah, yeah. All right, now, besides the stuff that you've done on film, mm-hmm. you've also branched out your acting career, you know, into webisodes. Excuse me, that was my phone, most likely my sister. <laughs> um, but you've expanded your... Um, resume per se yes into webisodes for doing um movie reviews i think it was uh it well i did um it was game reviews wasn't it game reviews game sorry reviews? well i i i never reviewed games but okay. but the the website you're referring to is uh, nerdremix.com mm-hmm. and i'm like their philadelphia correspondent i've uh covered uh horror conventions yes I've uh, covered the maiden voyage of the Disney fantasy. Yes. Right. Uh, and uh, one of the first things I covered for them was October Panic Attack, which my friend Dante runs. Okay. Where we uh, go out and do as many haunts and Halloween things as we possibly can mm-hmm. throughout late September to late October. From there, it branched off to my webisodes of The League of Science. Yes. Where okay. I play uh, Dr. DeVokies. Right. And I think that's where you're getting the uh, video, game. video right. games right. in your head. Yes. Gotcha. Where uh, each episode, I'm, I'm the bumbling sidekick of uh, the Shadow, who is my boss. Mm-hmm. Or the shape. The shape. <laughs> I, I, I've been on hiatus for the past six months. <laughs> and um, uh, Derek Huey is the uh, director and mastermind of NerdRemix.com. And uh, he, he wrote The League of Science. And basically, uh, The Shape and I, Dr. DeVokies, we have uh, these people in my laboratory. Mm-hmm. And... For years, we force them to play a video game. Yes. And then we release them into a situation that's very similar to the video game that they've been playing for years. Just to see how things pan out. (laughs) And because I'm the the bumbling scientist, it usually ends up in in a total mess. (laughs) And uh, that's been very fun. That's been a very fun uh, uh, series for me. And working with uh, Derek, whom I've never met in person. He's in Texas. Oh, really? Uh, He's just a great guy. He goes to school full-time. He Mm -hmm. works part-time. I don't know how he has time to do all he does. Like I said, I've been on hiatus. He's been working on a movie called... uh, David the Vampire, and no, I'm not David. <laughs> the, yeah, That's th- basically it. Do you think you'll you'll go back to doing the the Doctor and uh, well, that playing you those, know playing those roles or you know uh, League of Science episode seven and eight are coming up, and I will not be in them. Really? I, I don't know if you recall, or maybe you're not a big enough fan to have watched all my episodes. No, but... I've watched I've watched every episode that you were on. I sat one night and well, watched all the episodes to catch up. Just so I can be informed, but I was just uh, 
Well, you know that my character character has been killed by the shape. Oh, right, right, right. uh, Well, you know, you... That tear-jerking jerking end with my montage of pictures. You know, there there was a rumor that, you know, that that we weren't really dead, but, you know, I don't know if that was true or not, you know, kind of thing. Right, well, I I think that's still up in the air, and we've been doing um, half episodes going backward. So after episode five, I believe we did episode 4.5 to show what happened the day before. Okay. And I believe when uh, Derek starts bringing me back, uh, not unless he changes his mind again, um, I'll probably be in episode 3.5 and then 2.5, all the way down to episode zero to find out how... To find out a little bit more about the origins a little bit. Let's say get an origin, so, origin okay. movie. Yeah, okay. But um, but for right now, episode seven and eight will be written without me. Oh, okay. And did you think he'll make another character for you, or did he? Do have you talked about that at all? I I think with a uh, low budget film, uh, I think uh, that that's always a possibility. Okay, but nothing nothing set in stone. Nothing, nothing set in stone. Nothing you can give away now. Huh? Nothing I can give away now. And um, some of the ideas that Derek has shared with me, they're they're pretty cool. So if you do see me again, it might be the same character, or it might be um, it might be like a bonus. There might be like something that more than meets the eye. Come back as a ghost. You know, yeah. Just there you go. There's an idea for you. Yeah. Should I tell him see what it says about it? So now, what um, what currently are you working on, okay. or have you worked on? Well, right now I'm working on what I call Head Case Four. Because it's the fourth movie of the Headcase series. I'm working on the full title is Headcases, Serial Killers in the Delaware Valley. <laughs> A local film. Yeah, local film. Uh, basically, it's my third time playing this character of Gray the Sniffer Mortimer. And Gray uh, is an expert with chemicals. He uh, makes poisons. He doesn't have much of a family. He doesn't have really any friends other than other fellow serial killers. Okay. And the idea between of the head case series is uh, there's these serial killers out there in, in like mostly in the Delaware area mm-hmm. who find each other and they become like a family. We re- we rely on each other, not just for companionship and family, but to help cover up each other's crimes. Um, I sell the poisons to the different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I le- When I go to work, my, my when my character goes to work, uh, he leaves his house open for his fellow serial killer friends. And uh, the reason why my character is called the Sniffer is because he loves smelling his victims. He loves smelling their body parts, <laughs> their fluids, and uh, it exhilarates him. Okay. And uh, I was I, I was not in the first one, which was called Headcase. Okay. But I was in Headcase Two, the Ritual. Okay. And then I was in Headcase Three, Postmortem. Okay. So it's a whole film series. You know, this is a whole film series. Now, yes. I, of course, you're filming it now, so you really th- don't know, or, or maybe you do, and you're not going to say. But I mean, is there going to be a Headcase Five? Right because now, because there's so many unanswered questions through four. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, how many? How many? How many like, Freddy movies were there? How many right. Jason movies were sure, there? Sure, but I mean, I think it's just more of like the lines of like it's not like uh, oh my god, cliffhanger. <laughs> Will he get caught? Will he get caught? <laughs> well, you know, uh, in in post mortem had case three, um, the main characters were were killed off. People 
said that there were unanswered questions and <laughs> Anthony decided, oh, I'm sorry, Anthony is the director. Um, Anthony decided to make one more to tie up all the loose ends, mm -hmm. answer all the questions in uh, Serial Killers in the Delaware Valley. Uh, he's doing that because it's not exactly a sequel or a prequel. It's, it has the elements of both. Mm -hmm. It's, mm -hmm. it's going to jump uh, backwards and forwards it's going to fill up all the unanswered questions. But what I like about it is I'm hardly in post-mortem. Most of my stuff ended up on the cutting room floor. Cutting room floor. So uh, a lot of that footage is going to be used in flashbacks. Oh, really? Okay. So you will, event you will now finally be able to see it, plus my new stuff. Two, two days of my filming are, under, are behind me, and I have one more... Uh, day of filming ahead of me uh, before my scenes are wrapped. Okay. Because the, the movie's not about me. I'm just one of the characters. Right, 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 right. Do you know when they will wrap up the film? Or um, Well, he, he just started filming a couple of weeks ago. Um, I should be done before the, the winter. Uh, as far as when Anthony will be done filming, I... I really can't say. Did he give any predictions on terms of DVD releases? He, I'm assuming he's releasing it on DVD. He'll be releasing it on DVD. Do you know? Do you know when when his time frame when he was looking at, or is he just wait, he's just getting it one step at a time with the filming no, it down he, and then doing the editing and then right, right, and and uh, knowing Anthony, it will probably be about a year. Okay. I mean, because he he really wants to spend the time make sure that the sound levels are right and of course um, he does this really great. Um, effect on his films where uh he he washes out the colors so when you first look at it you, you think you're looking at black and white but mm -hmm. then then you'll see it's it's almost like a stonewashed film okay. Yeah, okay. and uh I, i've never quite seen this color filter used on film before and uh mm -hmm. it comes out pretty well okay cool well i mean it's not like it's not like you're not going to be on the show again so when the time comes when it comes release time so we'll bring you back on so you can promote it. If there's a website, we can have people who listen to, you know... As, oh, yeah, definitely. Put a link to our you know, maybe, page. Maybe we'd like to watch it and review it and uh, give our, our take on it. And yeah, nice. See what you think. You know, see what we think. And <laughs> Thank you, guys. So, no problem. Um, you know, as, as you can tell, uh, listening to Dave talk, most of his uh, movies are horror. Uh, you know, I know, and I know from you personally, that's a personal favorite of yours of, of all your genre films uh, out there um, so we won't be expecting any romantic comedies out of them no nah. <laughs> but I, I i mean have you done anything besides horror like uh you know did you know i mean like a sci-fi or uh you know I, I think you did i thought you did something you know and i want to know if, if if you want to talk about it or not but mm -hmm. uh, the old star trek uh, oh star trek deadlands yes. yeah um that was a fan that obviously that was a fan webisode um and uh, that had a lot of technical problems. Uh, you can uh, you can find it online. Okay. Um, it's uh, a precursor uh, before uh, Kirk, but after Archer. Okay. Okay. And uh, if you see our uniforms, it's uh, closer to the Star Trek Enterprise series uniforms, mm -hmm. but they are slightly different. Mm -hmm. The director would. <clears throat> tell you that it was you know to show the evolution of the star trek uniform but between you and me it was because of budget <laughs> <laughs> so um that i i played captain sam cook yes 
Jamie, who Jamie Donald, who's the director, he he wanted a, a different look for the uh, Enterprise. Mm-hmm. So what Jamie did was he did some research and found out that one of the original concept designs for the USS Enterprise was a Daedalus class ship. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, which basically... We just want to do official geek books. I do not know the difference between ships. Really? <laughs> I thought you would be one of those guys that, like, knew the different ship classes, no. that kind of thing. As far as I'm concerned, the ships are just like cars. Just put, get me, as long as it gets me from point A to point B, I'm happy with it. <laughs> I don't need to know exactly what constellation class is. Actually, I do know the Enterprise is a constellation class ship because I've heard it so much. Right. But I wouldn't know, like, you, I couldn't. If you lined up a bunch of ships, I wouldn't be able to go, that's a constellation class, that's a Daedalus class, that's a shuttle. Clueless. Okay. Okay. Well, the Daedalus class ship is more of a um, science vessel. Okay. Uh, the body looks like uh, two trash cans uh, taped together. <laughs> and uh, where the warp nacelles are, they're just very long, circular cylinders. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, not as shapely or streamlined as what you're used to of a Star Trek ship. Right. And the what what a Trekkie would call the saucer section, mm-hmm. instead of it being a saucer, it's just a big round ball. Okay. And you have seen this class of ship in the old classic Star Treks because mm-hmm. they did make models that they weren't going to throw away, and they've actually used... Well, I do remember actually in Next Generation, the Data class that, uh, see now this is where my lack of Star Trek comes in, the chief medical officer of the Enterprise, um, the redhead. Crusher. Crusher. Right. It's pretty bad that I didn't know that. I knew it, but I just couldn't remember it. Sure, sure, sure. But there was an episode, like she played a a futuristic episode and she was a captain of the Daedalus class. It was a science vessel. That's okay. how I know that. But that's the extent of my Star Trek <laughs> okay. cred, which was really bad anyway. So, <laughs> But um, uh, Jamie, the director, he, uh, he built a octagon-shaped bridge in his garage. And uh, we were riddled with... Uh, See, that's to me impressive because like, if you've seen the, the episode, it doesn't look like a garage. You know, it's, it was very impressive, uh, the design of it. It felt like, I mean, it didn't, I have to be 100% honest, it did feel like a starship, but it felt like a soundstage almost. Like, a, right. like, like you know, like a, a rented space that they used, but not somebody's garage that, you know, was built, you know, kind of thing. So I have to give props to the to Jamie for that uh, design. Oh, it was a ton of work. And right. he, he really tried to make it look similar to the, the uh, late 60s Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you did get that kind of feel to it when you when you watch the episode. But he went with the octagon shape because he needed to fit it in a garage. Right. <laughs> um, and the chairs were just, you know, regular chairs from Office Max, and we had to be careful not to move around because they were on wheels, and you just <laughs> couldn't see that because they filmed us from the waist up. Right. Hear that um, roll. <laughs> but the... It's a shame with all the work and, you know, we all came from different areas to, to make that series. Uh, it was riddled with sound problems and riddled with green screen problems. Mm-hmm. Jamie, who is still, we, we filmed half of episode two. Okay. Jamie's running into very similar problems. And it's been three years now since we've filmed episode one. Wow. 
and it's been over a year since we've filmed the first half of episode two. So uh, the last I've heard, he's actually thinking of turning it into an animated series, which would be great because then I could just do my lines from okay, so from my living room. So he's considered you for for the voiceover of the of Captain Cook. Well, yes, he's the captain, of course, Captain Cook. Yeah, you can't have you know somebody else doing it. Well, they they replaced Pike with uh, Kirk. Yeah, but that was a TV show. When Star Trek, the animated show, came out, now, watch, here you go, super geek here for Star Trek. In the early 70s or mid-70s, they actually took um, the Ms. Kirk, McCoy, and Spock, I think, mm -hmm. into animated world. They had a, the Star Trek animation show. Yeah. It was a cartoon. Mm -hmm. They got them to do the voices. They could have gone with any other actor, but you had the three guys to do the, Spock, I need your help. <laughs> and uh which is really appreciated by the way i mean you know like when you, especially when you get a show like that i remember they did the batman cartoon <sighs> and they based it from the 60s uh live action show and they yeah. got adam west and burt ward to do the the voiceover work for that you know so it's like you still appreciate that because you love the campiness of the uh, live action and now you're seeing an animated form yeah of course right. yeah, and they also use them too when batman met scooby-doo so <laughs> <laughs> and People look at uh, Star Trek the Animated Series as official Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they, they consider them actual episodes with uh, part of the, you know, revered chronology, chrono the chronology history, yeah. ugh, of uh, Star Trek. <laughs> but now, actually, when I, since we're on the subject of Star Trek, you aren't you also involved in, like, a group of... Uh, people who have like your own, their own starship date, like their own starship, and, and if you want to plug them. So. Oh sure, yeah. I um I am a. I actually was just promoted. Um, I've been promoted to lieutenant, and my oh. wife was promoted to lieutenant uh, junior grade. Great. Uh, in uh, Starfleet, which is uh, the official uh, Star Trek fan club, uh, but it's not just Star Trek. Starfleet has branched out. And it's all things science fiction. Oh, really? And I'm in the Philadelphia chapter, and uh, I belong to the USS Sovereign, and we do have a uh, Facebook page, and we are the you uh, we are a sister class to the USS Enterprise. Okay. So we we are the same we are the same type of ship as the Enterprise. Oh, so do you like, like if you get mad, you go, Enterprise, Enterprise, Enterprise. It's always about the Enterprise. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and the Enterprise is a sovereign class ship. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> and um, our our admiral who we, because, you know, when, when someone's in charge of a ship, mm -hmm. even if they're of high rank, like an admiral or a uh, vice admiral, uh, you, you still give them the respect of captain. So even though... Uh, she is a um, she's a very high ranking admiral in Starfleet. We we affectionately call her uh, Captain because she's our captain of our ship, and okay. her her name is Burl Washington. Okay. Oh, and she's admiral. I said I thought she was always captain because I refer to her as my captain. captain. Right. Yes, but her her rank is uh, admiral. Oh, that's cool. I yeah, and she's actually a fleet admiral now. So really. She's very. She's been in Starfleet for years, and she's a wonderful leader. How many? How many members are in your group? Do you know? Off the hand? top of my head, I would say between uh, the Philadelphia people and the uh, the floaters that um, you know are more involved online. Probably mm -hmm. there's probably about twenty of us. That's a pretty good group. That's a good group. Do you guys get together to like? Uh, uh, 
like if let's say they when when the new Star when the Star Trek movie came out, did you guys go together as a group to go see it? Like, do you do like? Events? Yes, we we actually um, when the Menagerie uh, came out, mm-hmm. we uh, actually had a uh, actual size shuttlecraft belt. Nice. And uh, that was in the lobby of uh, the King of Prussia movie theater. Mm-hmm. Before I joined, the Sovereign went uh, across seven states promoting Star Trek Nemesis. They were in parades and everything. Really? Showing off the uh, Sovereign's bridge that we have. Yes. We, I've, we've I've had seen had. the bridge. They've made pictures of the bridge, and it's very impressive. I mean, it's like... Thank you. It, it's... It's not being used anymore because, it, you know, things break. Right. And putting it up for every convention and every time that we had a function, mm-hmm. breaking it down, it was just getting too shoddy looking. So, uh, but um, it served us for many, many years. Yes. And then we had the Stargate for a while. Right. Okay. I remember the, and, remember the Stargate. Which, you know, Stargate is not anything to do with Star Trek, which I'm sure most of the listeners know. <laughs> um, but again, we we are all things science fiction. Right. Now, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, you know, we're talking about it, but to, to, to put it in perspective, I mean, it's a life-size model. So if you've seen the movie Stargate or the show and you've seen how big that is, that's how big their set is. Right. Well, for the... I believe I believe the now I know you're gonna have like a million listeners saying now I read the direct the dimensions and you're way off but off the top of my head I think it was between 22 and 24 feet high the original uh, Stargate. really yes wow. the Stargate prop now ours we were limited to the height of the ceiling so ours <laughs> was was between 16 maybe 16 and a half feet tall okay. but that's so impressive. Yeah, and people it's that huge. saw it. They, I mean, it's it's massive. I've seen it in person at a convention, and it's like, wow. It's yeah. just it's just mind blowing because the detail of all the symbols on the on the uh, ring of the uh, Stargate, mm. the locks that uh, are on there, you know, kind of thing. It lights up. They put a screen on there, and they have a light effect of the water effect from the show and the movie mm-hmm. kind of thing that like you could almost looks like you're going through this the stargate i remember you sending me a video when you first saw it or i think for first seeing it for the first time and there was a guy who runs up and it looks like he goes through the gate through the gate yeah. right so right. it was pretty impressive i mean it was just is there any like website that people can go to that actually they can look at these pictures or is it just more like uh hey we did it and- uh if you uh, you know we we've gone through uh a couple websites and uh to be honest with you uh i didn't think to bring the actual website but if you i did throw it at you yeah if if you google if you google uss sovereign star starfleet philadelphia we should pop up and between facebook and our website you should be able to easily find us well we can always attach a link to our uh, geeksters uh, wordswithgeeks.com website yes great i'll send it to you guys great going back to your original question you said do i do anything other than horror um my my first comedy role was as uncle moses in uh happy birthday harris malden oh my goodness i forgot about that movie people loved me they said we love uncle moses and i couldn't believe it i had a little cheesy mustache and i just played this uh goofy goofy uh uncle who was the funeral director in this crazy family uh harris who is the main character he was in a fire and can't grow facial hair okay and he uh he would draw facial hair on his face with a marker (laughs) and the whole family didn't have the heart to tell him how obviously fake it was, mm. but people would look at him like he was insane and 
he thought he was getting over on everybody. <laughs> um, and then I uh, was in bazookas, but yes. that was more of a background role. Right. Even though I do get to say, hi, Angus. Um, <laughs> but bazookas was fun. And uh, Mike Leonard, who was the director, was great. And then uh, you also were asking about science fiction. Yes. I was in uh, both Mercs and Saber as a uh, space soldier. And that was by Icuzo Studios. Okay. And um, they were. They did they were release fun. those on DVD? Um, not on DVD per se. Um, I'm still the the director said that he's eventually going to put the episodes on DVD for me. Mm -hmm. But he is starting to put some of the Mercs stuff on uh, his YouTube page. Okay, so you can see I, it online under Icuzo okay. Studios Mercs. Yes. Okay. So I I have dabbled in comedy and sci-fi, but not as much as I would like. Mm -hmm. um, people tell me all the time I'm funny, but I haven't had any lead roles in a comedy yet. So <laughs> I, it it's just it's, easier to find horror because, you know, everybody always needs a zombie or a victim. It's just easy to find horror roles. No, and it's, I, always, it's always it's the hot thing right now. It's the hot thing right yeah. now. Um, science I think it's fiction. always been the hot thing, really. I mean, it's yeah. not really it, like all of a sudden, like in the last ten years, like vampires are cool and zombies and all that kind of stuff. It's just more forefront because there's so much more media that we can put it in that it's it, you know it's made it more hotter. Right, and um, uh, from the same director who uh, did uh, Abduction and Dead Collections, I'm going to be in John Arricchio's uh, Evil's Lair. Okay. In a uh, satanic ritual scene. Okay. So I actually have the black robe in my car right now. <laughs> and uh, we now, are we're going to have a big bonfire. And it better be really big, John, because it's getting cold outside. <laughs> and um, we're going to sacrifice a girl. And do, you, do you know when you're going to film that? that uh... Well, unfortunately, uh, some of the uh, cast and crew have run into some horrible trouble with uh hurricane sandy yes but as as soon as people get back on their feet and we can get together we're going to film that scene the lead actor uh edward x young he's a, a fantastic actor and um he was a good choice to be the the lead character okay so my my part uh, as, as being a satan worshiper is very small but i'm always honored when john the director asked me to be part of his films because he really has wonderful skill of making a low budget movie looking like a much higher budget that you would actually see on like late night cable or the right. sci-fi channel right. and um, well, actually against the sci-fi channel i think it's a little bit better than that but that's oh, well, my thank personal you. opinion and um i'm always i'm always so proud when john asked me to be part of his film no no matter how big or small the role so i'm very excited about this one well i i actually say of the the, the projects you you've you've shown me of, of his that uh, i really do appreciate those more because they're a little bit more um What's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's 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 like a better quality film, like you said. Like I mean, it's it's one of those type of films. that's just like you know what I can actually seeing this in a store. You know, like I right. could, I could go to, to Best Buy or, or Amazon and, and pick this up and 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 know that I'm getting a quality film. Right, and and, and thank you for saying that because and believe me, I, I love almost all the films I've been in. But let's face it, some of them are just so low quality mm -hmm. that even when it's not 
intended to be. Right. They're comedies. Yeah. You can't help but laugh at them. And I and I say that with love because I've, I'm I'm the person in them. But right. um, I've been in some movies where the directors were like, it's going to be this and it's going to be this. And then it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know? And it, it, it's like a hot mess. You right. know? Like, pass me a hot rag. You know? And, um, but... There's a charm to that too. Okay. And and um, I I love I love low budget horror um, because even even if the story sucks and the acting sucks, I still find myself laughing. Mm-hmm. You know, or or being tickled pink, like how hard these people are trying, or you know, there's just a nuance to it that I find it has like a charm of its own. But thank you for pointing that out with John. He, you really, there's really not much in John John's movies that you could bust on, like most right. of my other stuff. Right, because his his storylines seem to be, you know what? I could believe that. Like, or you know, that's that's not like a crazy out there idea. That's you know, like almost comedy esque of it. Right. You know, kind of thing. So it makes it an enjoyable film yeah, well is there any uh websites you want to push or how to contact you if you look if they're looking for an actor or a background player well i'm on uh, imdb and i'm on facebook.com david m sitbon s-i-t-b-o-n you can email me at nobtis5 which is my last name backwards n-o-b-t-i-s-5 at yahoo.com and I'll be glad to send anybody that writes me any links that they're interested in. All right, good. Okay. Uh, well, I think that's another, another show. And uh... As always, you can uh, reach us on iTunes at Geeksters with an exclamation point, I found out. Um, also, you can also hit our website at wordswithgeeks.com. And as always, if you need to contact either Ed or I, um, it'll be ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or just leave us a post on our new Facebook page, Geeksters. Uh, make sure you like it. Tell all your friends about it. And we hope to have you see us in your house again next week. <laughs> have a nice night. <laughs>